Still a little gooey. Still got a little gooeyness. Oh, yeah. It does. It does say I'm recording over all right, here. Yeah, so. yeah. It, it, yeah. I checked the recording, so it all it looks all good. It just looks okay. Cool. Where am I? All right. All right great. Cool. Cool. And and Leslie, do you need us to roll on a backup on our end? No. No. Okay. Great. No, we're gonna roll the dice. So just on this. That's what I paid the money. <laughs> I'll, I'll just yell at them. I was like, you cost me a Doughboys episode. Do you we'll know how hard it is yeah. to get the goddamn Doughboys <laughs> on a podcast? Are you goddamn kidding me? Yeah, so you'll have to Karen out on them, yeah. I guess. Right. <laughs> That's where I, I watched, like, um, it was very funny. There was, like, st- like, a Karen, like, a Karen Instagram that I watch, and it was, like, Watch like these two women like Karen out over these guys, and then I watched it and it was they were in a multicultural center, and one guy had like police lives matter on their laptop, <laughs> and, then, and another guy had I didn't vote for Biden T-shirt, and they were both had Chick Fil A cups, and like they, and and the two women were like fuck you get out of here, and I was like this is th- what this isn't a Car- you can't call this a you Karening, know, right? You know. I guess yeah. That's now, where we are. We're that's where we are. We're losing the right, it. The right wants to get. You know, They're the right. taking Karen. They yeah. want Karen. <laughs> well, hello everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I am your host Leslie Lee the Third, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, the host of Jack AM, appearing on weekday mornings on Twitch. Fans on the Doughboy subreddit have taken to calling him the Third. Oh boy, <laughs> Jack Allison, how's wow, it going? Hello, yeah, uh, it's going pretty well. You know, I I can't verify any of the things that you you know say in my intros, but uh, you know, it's if it's some are, some are saying that out there, I guess. And of course, they need no introduction. The hosts of Doughboys, one of the greatest podcasts on the planet, Nick Weiger, Mike Mitchell. Thank you so much for coming back on Struggle Session. Guys, thanks Hi. for having us. Thanks yeah. for having us. Also, oh, shots back. fired at Evan, Sess- Evan Susser with a third Doughboy <laughs> credit for Jack. Susser's going to be pissed. Yeah. I think, it's go- I think it goes Susser as the third, Max as the drummer. You know, Max always has to appear <laughs> as the fourth Doughboy. As the fourth Doughboy. Yeah, man, Evan Sesser is going to be so mad. Why is you right? <laughs> He's All right, okay, misspoke with the first thing I said on the podcast. Is that a good sign? No. We're going to power through it. I want to say this. I was out hanging out in Quincy before this, and I want you to guess how many drinks I've had tonight I want, before we get started. Okay. So far, well, okay, you, you've, you're eating, we know, um, uh, a Caesar salad with a coddled egg that your mother right. made. You have uh-huh. some steak fries there. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had six drinks? I've had 11 beers before oh I came my. here. You didn't let us all guess. I was going to yeah. say eight, but I still would under undershot. 11. Le- Leslie, what were I you going to guess? I probably would have guessed probably. Uh, see, you, you guys don't know what it likes to be a big boy. You, when you're a big boy, you can take a little more. <laughs> I would have guessed probably maybe 10. Maybe 10. Yeah. Wow. You okay. would have had it, Leslie. Okay. Sorry. 11. No. 11. 11. Yeah. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. You're good to drive. <laughs> in Boston, in Boston, like yeah, you're yeah. Fine. 
Yeah, that's below the Boston limit. I'm I'm sorry we didn't plan this much uh, for the show because we knew we got just you know a couple of rock and roll guys in here. We can just do this thing. We can just riff, okay? We can just do it like Bo Diddley. All right, it's like jazz, you know. Once you get at a certain <laughs> level of podcasting, and the first thing I want to riff off, Weiger. I look behind you. Yes. And I'm seeing some Junji Ito. Yes, that's right. I've got actually. I've only read Uzumaki. Uh, Tomoe is still on my uh, my to do list, but Uzumaki I loved. Oh, oh my, that's the spiral into madness. Oh, it's um, so good. It's so good, and it's so upsetting. Mm-hmm. Like just like so many pages, I just like kept staring at and was horrified, and I was just like, I don't want to look at this, but I can't stop looking at. This. Can I? Can I? Can I be uh, honest but, with you? Yes. I I thought it was a uh, an autobiography when I saw that title. <laughs> The not fellatio reference. No, uh, sort of spiral. No, uh, spiral into madness. I, I was just saying okay. that you're a crazy man. Uh, you're, I thought you're, you were saying you're, I was contorting myself loom. into a spiral. You're a loom. You're a loom. <laughs> okay, is all he's trying to say. <laughs> um, it, it 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 does make you feel like it. Like it is. It's it's so so ima- it's such an imaginative in- descent into madness. I guess is just like it. It is like a. There's something about reading it makes you feel like you are kind of detaching from reality. You're going crazy yourself. Jesus. Yes, yes. It, it's yeah. a book that it's a book like the Necronomicon, Mitch, that drives right. you mad no. to read. Um, and we've all read it. So uh, <laughs> how does that does that get you scared? <laughs> I, I mean, it sounds like cigarette burns, which Drew McWeeny uh, wrote for uh, Masters of Horror, which Masters is a movie that you see. It makes you go mad once you see the movie. Uh, wow. I feel like there's a, there's a lot of uh, like instances of that, right? And Mm-hmm. Like fictional things where you read it or you see it and you go mad. I like that. Yeah, the original, the, the progenitor maybe is like The King in Yellow by Robert uh, Chambers, which was uh, referenced heavily on a true detective like Carcosa comes from right. that. And it's, oh, yes. And it's actually very, very good. And like if the writing feels very contemporary and you never get in, you don't know what never learn. It's about a play about the Yellow King that drives people mad. But you never get any glimpses of the play. You don't know what it's about. You just see its effects on the world. And it's a really effective horror story that has been copied many times. Leslie, are you a fan of are you a fan of season two or three of True Detective? Are you uh, are you just a season one fan? So I've only seen season one. I started season two, mm-hmm. didn't finish it, but I didn't dislike it. I just didn't finish it. Started season yeah. three, got really into it. But then, you, you know, I think another show came out while we, I was watching it and just got distracted. But I will finish it up. But I am a fa- I, I'm a fan of both so far, but they didn't obviously ain't suck me in as much as season one since yeah. I didn't finish it. But I will go back. It's just there. there's like a bit of hubris that the writer... So clearly, he was like, "I'm like a genius," and then yeah, he's like, like, "I'm incredible. I, I'm able to write the most incredible <laughs> stories." And you know what else? I probably also have the eye to direct. Uh, let's I, find out. <laughs> <laughs> it is not the case. Not it. I mean, it just. I mean, I, I don't know if, if if people consider them bad two and three, but like one is one is very good. I feel. I feel like I put I put one in the category of very a very good show, and then two, and then seasons two and three are just not that i feel like so i think you know there you know it's okay if it's a i think a show being a one season wonder right. is a form of success like i think mm. it's fine if you don't figure it out from there like once you kind of resolve that first arc if you never come up with anything else that like lives up to that i mean that's still that's still fine you still got one great season yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, one season is more than most shows get. One great season, yeah, right? Most. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, I never actually even like finished season one of True Detective. I wow. think because I don't know why, but I watched like the first like five, and then I was just like, okay, fine. I don't know why I didn't feel like <laughs> I did not feel like that compelled to finish what the mystery was. I I couldn't tell you why. I just have never finished that show. So you still I don't feel, know yeah. how it ends. I, you know, I, I, no, not really. <laughs> I couldn't tell you right now. If you asked me who did the true detective murders, I'd be like, I don't know. Um. I, I feel, I feel like a book like the Necronomicon or like, or the true detective book would be funny in that. For me, like a lazy man, I'd be like, "Oh, I read like a few pages of it, but like the, <laughs> oh, no, the curse like... never, the curse never really took place." <laughs> oh no, I'm going crazy. I read it. Well, I'm going mad right now. I'm going mad. <laughs> Whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> Mitch, did you read it? Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo! <laughs> Look at me. You know, you know, I read a really good story actually. Um, by a guy named John Langan, and he's he's a he's like a teacher, and it's a it's a story of a teacher. He's giving a lecture. I think it's Mask of the Red Death, and he's like doing this slideshow or something that is you the colors he's using is, are driving the students like insane and like calling some like demon from like some other dimension. So he's like murdering his students <laughs> while he's giving the lecture, which I think is interesting, uh, interesting mm. story for an actual teacher to write. But what I really, yeah. <laughs> but right. what you just mentioned that like half the students would be asleep. So like the ritual wouldn't even fucking work. <laughs> that's, well, that's my question to you guys is, is there any like piece of work, like a book or a movie that you would see that would make you go insane? Cause I don't, I don't think it would, I don't think it would happen. I don't and think people it would, wouldn't, people would, there'd be enough people not paying attention or like, honestly, now, you know, first of all, if video stores even existed, forget that. But if people got the <laughs> ring tape, they'd be too busy looking at their damn phones to even be cursed <laughs> by the video. <laughs> Um, just a minute, Samara. I'm busy here. <laughs> they be checking their Instagram likes and yeah, completely ignoring Samara. <laughs> Are you kidding? We we have this. It's just called like Twitter. Twitter is is right. the fucking yellow king. It is the Necronomicon. Yeah. It's the thing yes, that you true. look at for entertainment, but actually drives you insane. Yes, and 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 you will true. never stop. You don't ever stop reading it uh, forever. <laughs> right. That's part of how it works. Yeah, feeding on your brain forever. Did you ever watch Ring vs. Grudge? I watched Ring vs. Grudge, and you know what? It's good. Oh, really? You know, kind of. I want to watch Ring versus. I think I never did see it, uh, but it it sounds very appealing to me to watch Ring versus Grudge. There's what a lot of like like. The grudge is just of, like when a house kind of turns against you a little bit, right? Or what's the grudge again? The, uh, well, who, the, grudge the grudge is the, the women. Uh, it was a mother and her son who were murdered in the house. So it's partially mm. the house, but it's also like them. They will come after you. They will like come at you in your apartment and shit. And the grudge okay. is, and, and the, if you watch the grudge, the Japanese ones, especially the first two, uh, it gets just, just like existentially bigger and bigger a yeah. problem because like. 
if just imagine if there was a haunted house, what the fuck could any of us do about it? Like, who's the expert <laughs> in like dealing with a with a fucking well, vengeful that, spirit that, in to the be modern with world? You, we'd, we'd have we'd have to get that married couple from the Conjuring films. We'd have to get Vera Farmiga and her and her husband to come out and they have are a look. good at it. Yeah, it's kind of their thing. <laughs> there is that's what I want. That's what I want to see is the Conjuring versus the Grudge. That feels a good. little more natural to me that they'd go deal with the Grudge. No, the Grudge would fuck them up. The grudge would fuck. They can barely <laughs> deal with Annabelle. That, just a little doll. Come on. And also, in like the reality of the world, they they were just rip off artists. Yes. <laughs> yeah. They were just scumbags. We'll we'll the They'll just steal it. Yeah. They were really just yeah. scumbags. <laughs> didn't he have like a young? Oh God. He had like a, he had like a young bride. Like didn't he have like a like a young like an under like it's very dark if you oh, look yeah, into yeah. the. Yeah, it does. It does. I think this yeah. came out. I Yikes. think before the third country came out. Yeah. That there was yeah. some like really creepy stuff going on with the family. But hey, it's a franchise. Yeah. Hey, you know, it is what it is. You know? At the end of the day. It's a franchise. Day, you know, what pays plays, you know. What... <laughs> did, did Ring versus Grudge, was that a, was there an American version of that? No. It's just, it's, yeah, it's Japanese only, right? Oh, Japanese okay. only. Okay. And I got to say, I, I watch and I and I love it. It is like, and there's like cool stuff in it where like, there's cool Japanese. Well, so the, the Grudge is, uh, Leslie was right, it's just like if something's so bad, it's like a very Japanese thing of like if something so bad happens in a place, that place is like forever cursed. Mm-hmm. And so that is and so like the whole thing is like they go into like some they watch the tape and then they realize like the only way to beat Samara is to like get the grudge girl to like fight. <laughs> like they try to get right. them, the both of them to fight. First of and all, can what what an what a what a series of just what a bad situation to be in where you're already in the grudge house and then you pop in a VHS to watch <laughs> and it happens to be the ring video. That is just bad luck. Oh, that is just uh, bad I gotta luck. Watch, watch a movie to take my mind off this grudge house I'm currently inhabiting. Oh, good God! Oh, oh no, this isn't it's UHF. The ring. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. That would be terrible. It's good. It's uh, Mitch, good, good Mitch movie. would you? Mm-hmm. What, what would you do if you found out that there was a, a grudge at Palmerston? Uh, I probably just would never. I would mean, I would probably never leave. And also, I feel like they'd see me and be like, they'd see me sleeping and just think I was like croaking. How that that is? It? Don't they all croak? <laughs> Like the thing that they do that's scary is they're all like, and I feel like they. Yeah. I, I think I would just fit in. I oh, think yeah. I'd fit in fine. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to leave the Palmerston. What am I going to do? I'm not. I'm not going to get out they, of there. They probably probably think it was another earlier grudge. They'd be like, "That's that's that's the grudge that was already here." Oh yeah, <laughs> that that's yeah, a grudge it, who's haunting this house. Uh, the fat grudge. Qualigate <laughs> uh, Mitch's tuna. So <laughs> I will say this: I sometimes will open up my cabinets and koala will be crouched in there, croaking away. <laughs> Jack lived in there too. It is a house that drives. I know. It, it will drive you mad living in that house. I mean, now it would actually kill me because you've moved in two cats, yeah, and so that's true. the I, to even spend a night in there, you know that that's a grudge in and of itself. Uh, Why? Because I was going to say that right before the start. I'm going to repeat it again. Mm-hmm. My mom, kind of out of nowhere, said, "Tell Jack thank <laughs> you for for watching after you with a ghost," which is yes. a reference to Jack. 
Jack a, pranking me at Palmerston. A six-year-old video, a at six-year-old least. Old video. Must be at least a six-year-old video. But anyway, mm-hmm. video. Pass back, pass back. Say you're welcome to Kareen. <laughs> <laughs> a great video. I and I, you know what? I watched it I, after she said that. I watched it, and it is funny. <laughs> um. So, what all have you guys been? What what like movie? What games are you playing? Uh, that's always a good question here. What what video games have you been playing lately? Thank you for thank you so much for asking. Um. Uh. So I've gotten into the Yakuza franchise, oh, right? Yeah. Yakuza Zero. Yes. And I put seventy eight hours into Yakuza Zero and finally wow. finished it. <laughs> wow. Uh, it, it, now it's not a, it's not an eighty hour game, uh, but it is you know essentially a JRPG with kind of brawling combat, action combat. Uh, and so there's all these sub story. The game calls them sub story side quests that you can do, um, and they are all like just like super like fascinating pieces of writing. Yeah. Uh, and so I I just wanted to do most of them or almost all of them. Then there's also these two main sub quests in the game, and it's set in like the this is set in the 80s uh, Japan bubble economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and so you're like. Like one of them is like running a cabaret club, so essentially one of those clubs that where women uh, go and talk to a, a, oh, a, a host to club, men. a host club, a host, yeah, host, host club, club. Yeah. Host, yeah, 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 hostess club, yeah, and and the other one is uh, is you're managing a real estate empire, you're gobbling up all wow. of these businesses and then you know profiting off of them. So like I got really hooked into both of those, and that was those were like you know ten to twelve hours a piece. So wow, but it they it is it is an awesome game. And, wow. it, and I think it just kind of rocketed up my list the more and more I played it to being like maybe top 20 all time for me because wow. it's just such a such wow. an unbelievably detailed and dense world. Mm-hmm. And I just can't believe how fully realized it is. And also there's just like so much like there's there's too much to do, which at first overwhelmed yeah. me. And then I eventually embraced it and was like, I love that there's so much to do yeah. that to to possibly do everything would be just like you dedicating your life to this franchise. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just that, that, I, I loved that's, it. That's been my sort of I've I've played a couple times. I've tried to start it, and that's kind of been my stumbling block is just feeling like, oh my god, I can t- I can feel this is a sixty hour game, and I don't know yes. if this is like I'm like ready for that right now. But uh, I'm very I, I'm really. I love the weird tone of the games. I mean, an early hilarious one, you like play as a movie producer, like a movie producer yes. is like, he's like, I have to go. Like he gets in trouble. He he's uh, he has to, something else to do. So he's like, can you stand in and be the movie producer for me? <laughs> it's just a weird little quest where you like work with a director shooting a, like a food commercial or something. Yes. Um, are you going to move that- on to the other uh, uh, Yakuza's after this? I definitely want to not right away, but I want to. I, I just want to keep playing the franchise because it's so good. But but just to talk about that quest in in particular, so that's like kind of a microcosm for what the franchise is because it's got like this this the overall narrative is this like you know very dramatic operatic like basically like the Godfather esque uh, underworld you know, story of intrigue and betrayal, but then all the side quests are so goofy. They're like little sketches. And so in that one, so that's the first one you have to pretend to be a producer. There's another beat of that if you keep playing it where um, they're shooting a music video for a Michael Jackson analog in the game called, I think he's called Miracle Johnson. And, um, and the director is a Steven Spielberg analog, even wow. though I think the actual video is directed by John Landis, uh, that's uh, named uh, Steven Spining. And so... <laughs> You're shooting it. this video. You're basically shooting the thriller video uh, wow. in Tokyo, 
except that Miracle wants to use real zombies. And so <laughs> you have to be his bodyguard as he dances by these zombies. And you have wow. to like beat them up as he does his dance routine and they shoot the whole video. That's and great. And so you go through this whole thing. And then I mentioned you have a real estate firm. After you complete this quest line, which I think there's more quests involved, um, and eventually there's a dance contest and what have you, uh, both Miracle and Steven Spining uh, become employees of your real estate firm. <laughs> so wait, in this game, you end up employing Steven Spielberg and Michael yes. Jackson? Wow. Yes, they just I manage properties at your real estate it. firm. I love it so much. That's really it's great. <laughs> That's really great. I got to do it. I really got to get back and do it. Um, yeah. Mitch, have, have you been playing anything lately? Well, the last game I, I played was uh, was... Skyward Sword. Um, oh yeah, was, and you really like went all the way, right? Didn't you like hundred percent Skyward Sword or something? I, I did. I one hundred percent of Skyward Sword, and I really loved it. I like. I, I thought it was a, like a five star game. I thought it was wow. I thought, wow. I mean, I I I of course love. I, I mean, every everyone loves what is the the Switch Zelda? Uh, uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. Everyone Actually, loves Breath of the Wild. Well. Technically, <laughs> technically, I, I Leslie do not is like, not the biggest. Fan. I do not like it. Yeah. I do not like it. And Leslie, I kind of and the my issues with like like I like a story. Jack, you know this just from when sure. we were playing. Like I, I I like I like a story, and I kind of like to have a path where I'm, I don't like to like roam around too much and do whatever. Like I like I like to play what the game wants me to play, and, and right. so. So Skyward Sword is way more like that. There is just way more linear. Yeah, it's, it's much more linear than 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 Breath of the Wild, where you can go kind of go off and do whatever. But I haven't played anything really since then. I, I have two games um, that I'm that I'm I'm gonna play, and I'm gonna play Metroid Dread. That's that's one. I'm okay, play cool. Yeah, that one's out. coming out. Yeah. And then the other one I'm gonna play is one that I know that you guys have some experience with is Death Stranding. The director's oh yeah! Kind of never oh played yeah! It hell ever. yeah! Uh, so. I that is actually what I have been playing like since since just yesterday. Um, it just wow. came out yesterday, but I I will say I am very uh, uh I'm very happy that they're offering this as a ten dollar upgrade for anybody who had the PS4 right. um Death Stranding. So I was like I was already yeah, awesome. and having bought I've bought it on PC and PS4 because I, I you know Death Stranding I, I'm realizing as I've been playing it, I'm like, maybe this is the game that is like grown on me more than any other game. Like when I first played it, I was like, I don't know if this like quite works for me and am I disappointed or is this cool? Wow. And now I truly find it so relaxing to play. I've put like, I feel like I have put that kind of almost 70 hours into it. Like Weiger wow. and Yakuza between all yes. the three, you know, versions, you know, uh, I, I find it so relaxing and, and to be such an interesting game. Um, and yeah, I was ready to have dropped near $200 on death stranding, but they very kindly, you know, made it, uh, uh, the $10 upgrade. Um, um, yeah, I love the huge. game. It really is. Uh, it really. It, I'm like having a lot of fun playing it again, and it's I'm not even awesome. to the part. I'm not even to the part where you start building your own highways and shit. Yeah, That's, it's it's so fucking awesome. I, I I finished it on PS4, and I think I yeah I put in you know I put in sixty plus hours into it, and I, I could have played it more. I'm I'm very excited to, to hit up the director's cut. It is so good. Yeah, it it's really so is so good. That, that uh, gets and me nervous very, though to put like knowing. I mean, but look, also, like, that's, I guess, where I'm the happiest. I don't know why I'm afraid of doing it, but, like, 
the idea of like playing for like 80 hours, you know, if I'm going to hundred percent, this, like, it seems daunting to do that ahead of time. But then I'm like, I get like, what else am I going to do? That is, you know, that it, is- it, I think if you, you know, my advice for you, if you're, this is your first time playing it is to just like sort of, if you find it weird and kind of boring and you're like, this feels kind of empty, just like give yourself over to that feeling. Mm. You know what I right. mean? Like, and, and it ultimately it's like, Actually, maybe one of the most like beautiful looking games uh, I think I've ever played. Um, I, got a, I got a question for you, Wags. Mm-hmm. Do you think you'll join the Yakuza after playing the game? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I mean, I'll, I'll cut off my pinky if you like. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, there is a thing that's that's fucking awesome in the games that when you when you get on uh, when there are boss fights. And there's two different player characters, but when you're in boss fights, your player characters will do this animation where they'll rip off their uh, their shirt and blazer if they're wearing another layer in one motion to oh, reveal no. a full back a full back tattoo. Oh yeah, and this, the back tattoo is always so awesome, and oh, then they'll yeah. just like fucking wreck house. It's so cool. That kicks uh, ass. Uh, By the about way, Death Stranding. Go on, Mitch. I, I was just gonna say I was looking it up and. Um... John Landis actually also used real zombies in the thriller video. <laughs> yeah, and that was... And, and, and did he's, have to he's, act he's, as a bodyguard. <laughs> he assured everyone it would be really safe. He was like, this will be fine. <laughs> uh, so back to Death Stranding, that was a game that really, it really connected for me for the first time. And, you know, I've been playing games for so long and I don't know why it was this this at this point that I had this revelation where this was a big part of what what worked for me in Breath of the Wild as well is a big part of what I like about these games at first I used to think was like combat and, you know, like loot or whatever. But then I was just like, no, wait, Death Stranding is just about traversal of terrain. Yep. Running I just around. love traversal. Yeah, I just love traversing mm-hmm. and and you know going from point A to point B and figuring out the best route and then also just like looking at landscapes and just enjoying like that that journey. Like I just I find that very very yeah uh, peaceful. A, it's very it's it's very simple and and yeah I would actually agree that there is you know some uh, some crossover between Breath of the Wild and Death Stranding in this in that. The character like moves really nice. Like you do right. feel like you have a lot of control over the character's movement, and the movement itself is like is fun. Yeah, um, it's not necessarily about the combat. Which, by the way, Death Stranding does have combat, and it is pretty decent actually. Yeah, it's not combat too bad. is not bad at all. I really yeah. enjoy yeah. some of it. I think maybe the director's cut adds like a little bit more stuff and a little bit. more I think metal. they're adding more guns and stuff like that. Yeah, and a little bit does. more like Metal Gear Solid. Uh, uh, type stuff, yeah. which, which I'm very excited to play if I ever get a PS5. Jack, it's, Jack, and Leslie, are, how, how do you feel about the oh god, the the zombie game? And now I can't remember the name of it. The the, the Last of Us Two. How do you feel oh, about the sequel to Last of Us? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I thought oh, wow, it was right. incredible. I thought it was an incredible game. I think it was probably better than the first one. The first one was wow. you know one of my favorite games. I really, really loved the story, there's, the gameplay. There's a divide on this side of the screen with Jack and I. I think Jack and I were a little harder on it than I. I, I don't love the Last of Us games, and I never played. I didn't play Last of Us two. I like. Oh, right. I was enough of a like. I don't really like the Last of Us one, and I just you know. There's. I don't know. I maybe I should give it another shot now. I just didn't. I never thought the gameplay in one was like all that impressive, and the story is like only good compared to video games. <laughs> that's kind of how I felt. Um, you know, that's absolutely fair. I will say that the 
that I think I first off, if you didn't like one, two is definitely not going to work for you. Like sure. it's like yeah. I, I feel like there are people who love one and still don't like two. Two is two is pretty polarizing. I you know I had my issues with some of the narrative and pacing in two, but overall I was just like this is such an incredibly crafted mm. game sure. and, and just like I thought I think the gameplay is a big improvement. I will say over one, although I did like the gameplay in one as well. Well, um, what what I was going to say about it is that yeah. th- that game is that it's be- like to me that game is at its best when you are just kind of traversing the environments and seeing new air, you know, like when you would open up to a right. new spot and you're like, oh, this is like beautiful looking. Mm-hmm. And I like that more than shooting, what are they called? Like creepers or some stupid that, bullshit. That's something, that's something that I think like indie games just kind of like ended up accidentally stumbling on because they just didn't have as big a budgets is like, yeah, gaming is like, it's, it's just, it's just as fun to just discover things and walk around right. and see things. You yeah. know what I mean? As it is to like be having to fight like hyper intelligent enemies or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I it's resource resource intensive to to model and animate a character and give it AI, but to just yes. sort of like build an environment you can explore. You that's pick like, up that's notes or whatever like that team. game. What yeah. was that game? There there was a whole bunch of indie games like that, like Gone to the Rapture and like yeah. Um, there's a bunch of Hearst, Gone Home, yeah, uh, Gone what Remains home, of Edith yes. Finch. They yes. played recently, which I really liked. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of those. Yeah. The walking simulator, as some people derisively call it. Some people call it. Yeah. yeah. I, I I also I, I should say I also recently played uh, Deathloop. Um, which I like Deathloop right. a whole lot. Deathloop, um, you know, uh, it, it has a lot of shades of like Hitman in it. Um, but it is a little more like linear. Um, it's got a very interesting, right. you know, sort of uh, conceit, which is that it's a Groundhog's Day sort of uh, first-person shooter game. Um, uh, and so yeah, you kind of have to do all these killings. You have to kill a couple of people. Um, you end up having to do it like a couple different times or and, and in different ways. Um. I really enjoyed it a lot. I'm not sure uh, if I would recommend that people buy it at the full $60 because it did only take me like less than a week to beat. Um, so I don't know. I would maybe say people should keep an eye out uh, for for sales for uh, Deathloop if, uh, if, if you're not really itching to play it right now. I I am itching to play it. I'm gonna try to get my hands on it. But but um I I will say that there is something about time loop games, particularly in the year of our Lord 2021. Because I recently played 12 minutes, which I loved. Oh, sure. I thought it was really bad. Uh, Death Loop just came out, and then there's also this game. What is it called? Is it, I think it's called the Forgotten City. That started hmm. off as a Skyrim mod that came out, and that's like another time loop narrative that people say is really oh weird. Good. Okay, I didn't know so, yeah, there, about there's that just one, a bunch the of these. City. Yeah, there's a bunch of these being made right now. Uh, Deathloop is Deathloop looks intriguing. Like I, I, I feel like I'd be super into it. It's very cool. It's it's it, it's 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 really cool. It's a really good game. And one thing I haven't even mentioned yet is that um, you can there's a there's a character who will always like come in the game and try to kill you. You know, in your single player games, and that can be played by another player. There's like a, a multiplayer sort of mode in this where you basically just invade people's single player game, and it becomes like a mini deathmatch while um, like Dark you know, while you're doing your. Can't kind of yeah kind of, well there's a lot there it there's it owes a lot to Dark Souls there's a mechanic where like you get like you know some sort of temporal energy and if you die you have to like go collect it again or whatever and you have three lives uh, every day. Can I t- can I tell you a game I'm not going to be playing? What's that? I'm not. I am not going to play. I'm not going to touch or play another Mario game <gasps> until 
they add the voice of my co-star from the Tomorrow War, Chris Pratt, until his voice <laughs> is in, in the games. Hey, let's a go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, Man, I, 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 I was thinking that I was like, I was worried. I was like, I feel like the Universal, you know, Mario Land is going to have the Chris Pratt voice and all the movie voices. I, I know that it doesn't in the Japanese uh, park so far, but. I, I really I think it, it's possible that we'll be hearing Chris Pratt uh, Mario um, out of that uh, at, at that ride. I don't think that you're yeah, wrong. I mean, I like mean, I think that's a, like I think that that's a good fear to have. I feel like it could happen. But what it, is it, what, it de- what would it what depends would on how po- how popular the movie ends up being? Yeah. I guess right. Yeah, I, but, I could also see a world where there's a there's a Sonic style backlash to the first trailer they release if the mm. voices don't fit people's expectations, yeah. and mm-hmm. then they're like, you know what? Hey, we're uh, we'll, we'll fix it. You know, Fuck and then the we movie will do gets an entire movie where he's like, "Hello, let's go over yeah. here, this way. Come on, Luigi." <laughs> the full cast for this this film is Charles Martinet. <laughs> I happened to catch Sonic on TV the other day. This is a movie wow. I never intended to watch. Let me tell you something. When I saw Jim Carrey's performance. I oh, was okay. enthralled, enthralled. I, mean, I could wow. not yes. turn away. And then when I actually watched the movie, I realized like, oh, wait, like some actually funny people kind of wrote this script and then someone made them make it Sonic <laughs> or something like that. That It felt like what well, like we, was we knew pre- some of the funny people that wrote a draft that I think was not used at all. But yes, they, they ultimately brought people in. I, I thought the movie stunk, but I can't disagree that Jim Carrey turned in a very good Dr. Robotnik. Uh, yeah. And then when I saw the like Delivered. teaser at the end, I was like... Uh. You know, I kind of do want to see Big Mustache Robotnik, you know, played by, played I by Jim Carrey. I want the sequel to Sonic. I'm ashamed to say it. <laughs> I just want to see him do it anymore. I want to see him do it again. It was good. If like if you if wow. the Oscar was based if if the Oscar was awarded like the MVP in the NBA where it's literally <laughs> like who elevates, you know, the movie the most, he would have right. won an Oscar that year by easily. Yeah, they went from the lottery to like a four seed based off of Jim Carrey's <laughs> robot. <laughs> Who's going to be Tails? That's my question. Who will be Tails? Um, geez. Chris Pratt. <laughs> he should get them all. He should get them all. Is it Idris Elba Knuckles? I think that's already confirmed. Idris Elba oh, right. Knuckles. Yes. Idris, yeah. Which actually, I, like that. I think that's good casting. Idris <laughs> 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 Elba does work for Knuckles. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's great. Oi, get um, over here, oi. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic, Sonic, bruv, bruv, bruv. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy you know we were going to talk about uh you know leslie asked before we started recording if either of you guys were into wrestling uh, so i feel like you guys haven't had this conversation yet as far as being into wrestling here oh thank god see we normally have like nerds on this show and finally we can talk <laughs> right about some cool shit some wrestling yeah. <laughs> uh, are what how, how you feel about the new wrestling war i am more energized than i've been in 20 years as a wrestling fan as far as american wrestling goes i am so yes. i'm all in i'm all in with 
uh, AEW. I am drinking the Kool-Aid. I think there's one good billionaire now. Jack, I might have to take our <laughs> billionaires wow. don't have right shirts <laughs> off the store. Even though I have said that the only good billionaire would be a great wrestling promoter. I am on record saying this, so I'm not violating my principles, but Tony Khan, he's actually using his money for something good. Wow. That's to put on good pro wrestling. No, no, I think it's kind I think of it amazing. Is... It's kind of an amazing confluence of circumstances where we have like a billionaire's son who just yeah. grew up as a wrestling fan and has an amazing knack for booking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, Jack, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just say to you, you should get into it. Like I like I, really... I mean I I I get I understand that I kind of should. I feel like it's such a huge um, hurdle of just it, it's so many hours of programming every week. It just feels like a, a big chunk to watch. You only uh, gotta weekly. watch about. You only got to watch two, really, right now. Two, and you can okay. kind of skim through right. it. And you can skim through it. And they even so have yeah. highlights is, on and YouTube. And, and what and am stuff. I supposed to be watching? What do I? What am I supposed to be watching? Just the uh, AEW. Yeah, AEW. Uh, AEW. Yeah. Jack, I'll send you. I'll send you a match that you should. That from the last pay per view that it, that you'll you'll. It's. I mean, you can't you can't watch that match. The the tag match, Leslie from from all out of of the Lucha Brothers. Oh no. And. and Oh the, yeah, yeah. And the young you know, bucks. Yeah. You can't watch mm -hmm. it, and you can't watch it, and not, and not like it. it's so. You wow, have to okay. like it. So. Yeah. All right, all right. I will. Uh, you know, I'll give it a shot. I mean, it seems like something interesting to be into, and I do like. I mean, I, I have been intrigued by all the excitement around. You know there being a good wrestling company now and everybody not just all the time talking about how much wrestling sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. So, so Mitch, Mitch Nick, Nick, how you feel about how, when did you get on board with AEW? What's been your history and how'd you get started? When did y'all start watching wrestling? Tell me about it. We kind of have so a similar I'll trajectory. Yeah. Yeah, we I, I was something of a lapsed fan, not right. Not when AEW came around, but a few years before that, I'd gotten back into it. But I was a big WCW guy back in oh, the day. Yeah. And every time I people I tell people that they're there, they assume I'm like from the South or the Midwest. Um, but I'm from <laughs> Southern California. And that was just my my group of friends was watching WCW. You just so had taste I was into. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, and so after WCW got absorbed by WWF uh, slash WWE, I was just like, I, I kind of just fell off of it and then eventually got back into it via our, our, our mutual friend, Mike Carlson, who was taking me to mm -hmm. PWG shows, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, uh, live promotion that runs in LA. And it's the, it's the best live wrestling you'll see. It's, it's amazing um, awesome. in the States anyway. And so we were going to those shows. I started watch, watching NXT, was super into NXT for a while. Yeah. And then when AEW came around, I was primed for a new promotion. Yeah, I, 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 I kind of had a similar... So I, I was in high school, I was a wrestling fan for like three years or so and and i love to this day i love the character of stone cold steve austin i think it's like one of the best fictional characters of all time i've said that before but i think i think he's truly like maybe like in the top five fictional characters of all time i think right. he's, he's he's the best i love stone cold it's like I, king lear stone cold steve austin <laughs> nicholas nickleby <laughs> see I, I didn't like stone cold until very late because i was a bret hart guy and you know, oh, all right. If you're a Bret Hart guy, you can't like Stone Cold. You do. Yeah. <laughs> well, just everything that went. To, I mean, it, it is. It is. I mean, I I got hooked up in the Attitude Era. I was that was that's where I got pulled in was early Attitude Era, and I and I and I rode that wave for a little bit, and then I I dropped out. But I would always check in, like in college and stuff. I remember I watched the Rumble like my senior year of college. But then yeah, Carlson got us into AEW, and I was pitching this to Weiger. Actually, I was. 
the Doughboys coming up on an episode. We we were just talking to someone from AEW the other day. They're going to come on in an episode in a couple of weeks. I won't say who it is, but Weiger, Weiger, and, Weiger and I have we've been going to PWG, and that is like Weiger said is like the best wrestling you can see. And Jack, this is like a thing that you would if you go to a PWG show. This Nick and I said the same exact thing to each other. You watch these guys who are like so like athletically gifted, just. It, these amazing athletes and a lot of the times they're funnier than like all the like comedy we came up seeing. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, sure, yes, right. sure. I'm sure. I'm oh, sure. Yeah. Actually, I, I thought I was thinking about this earlier because all the indie wrestlers are doing like Twitter spaces now and they are absolutely hilarious. The funniest thing you ever hear. And I realize it's because this, if you're a comedian, you're, you're trying to make people laugh for like 10 minutes if you're a yeah. professional, <laughs> independent professional wrestler, you have to be on the road for eight hours, uh, 16 hours yeah. every weekend, and you have to make people laugh the whole ride. So that's a lot more practice making people laugh. Yeah, you're, you're just you have to be in character for so long, like just throughout the entire match or whatever. And they are yeah. like tr they're tr they're truly very, very, very funny people. But I had this pitch, Leslie. I, I want to hear what you think. I think AEW. First of all, I, I think that. Uh, CM, see, like I wasn't even around for CM Punk, so I wasn't like that excited by CM Punk mm. when he came in. He's just some old guy to you. <laughs> he is just kind of like an older guy who came in. I think that he should be losing right now. That was my pitch. I think that he should have like I'm rusty and I'm doing a bad job. I think that should be his angle right now. And then my other pitch is that they should rank referees. I think that there should be like a referee rank. Oh, <laughs> I think both those pitches are very solid. He has to, he's has to lose soon. He has to lose soon yeah. to someone younger is going to get stale because i mean he just does look old older than he even has to look like he could just for a minute yeah. he could you know wear like a little bit <laughs> like cooler outfit like he really is like trying to make us think he's old i don't i don't, I don't get it like he he kind of he like he reminds me of like mickey rourke's character in the wrestler <laughs> sometimes <laughs> now Wait, and he's not that old yet so i don't know what he's no. doing but yeah he should lose and yes a referee ranking uh would be well what would be your rankings of the refs well i just i think it would just go like this like refs who like miss like someone like handing you know what i mean like like they miss when like some yeah, that bum what? Bryce Rensburg, like he would be absolutely at the bottom of the list. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go easy on Remsburg. No, no, I've yeah. seen, no, 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 no. I've, a saint. I've seen that son of a bitch blow calls in three different countries <laughs> in person. He does not know what the hell he's doing. Garbage referee. I, I don't understand. Everybody's so happy because he's such a nice guy and he's promoted to the top referee in all the industry. <laughs> and, and when he's the worst, he's the worst. It's like you just fell up when you're a pro wrestling referee. No matter how much you screw up, the more you screw up, in fact, the bigger events you get. I don't get it. It doesn't make, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Wags and I should say we hung out with him in Salt Lake City. We did. We did. Oh, hang out wow. well. oh yeah. Uh, but 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 I, I but I will say this. But Leslie, this is like a part of it is like if you are a guy who like misses things and like that means that your ranking is lower and then like heels could be like, we're going to have a match and it's going to be refereed by like the bottom guy. You know what I mean? Like that's like <laughs> then like they're bringing in the guy who sucks. 
<laughs> you could right. boo the ref. Although, they could they could boo the ref when he comes out. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. right. I've seen that happen. There had uh, I think it was in Shimmer where where Bryce uh, refereed. There was one referee that the fans decided to like hate. They were just like, "You're the bad referee." Like the other ones are doing their job, but every time he came out, they would just fucking boo the shit out of him. Even though he's a very nice guy, he kind of got into it. But like they would just be like, "Oh, that guy comes. Oh, he's fucked. This match is gonna fucking suck now that this ref." <laughs> <laughs> um, the same thing happened actually with PWG. This ref yeah. uh, Justin, who's great, and uh, he, but he's just got nuclear heat. So every time Justin comes out, it's just like, boo! People are flipping him off, and he kind of leans into it. It's great. That's the beauty uh, but, of pro yeah, wrestling I, I mean, that even the we... refs get to be characters and fun guys. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It, are we so? What, are we saying though, Mitch, with the with the ref rankings? I mean, that's like. Yeah, it, uh, that's like kayfabe rankings, right? It's of like course. who's yeah, it's not yes, real. Okay, I mean because all right, great, you get it. I mean, like yeah, I get you, it. I get what you're saying. They're going to be like missing spots, obviously. Like like they're oh they like they didn't they didn't count them out or like you know they didn't see when someone gave them brass knuckles and then like that right. goes against <laughs> their rankings. So like that's obviously no right. one's really sneaking brass knuckles by anyone, but like that is that's the fun part of it is is that like a uh, the bottom guy would be it would be funny to have like a bottom ref who is like the worst yes. one. Yeah. Stop getting distracted by the manager. Like that's <laughs> yeah. he's trying to create a diversion. <laughs> Jack, see, doesn't this seem fun, Jackie boy? It like does. It. As you were talking about it, I looked up, you know, where to start with AEW, and well, of course, the Reddit post I found was watch every single episode. He, they were like, "There's only ninety of <laughs> them right it. now." Oh god, <laughs> no, no, you can start like this week. Like wrestling ain't yeah. that complicated. Yes, right. It's like just a bunch of big uh, meaty guys and gals like who hate each other. That's all you need to know. It's like a like a daytime soap, right? You don't. Go back and watch the back episodes. You just jump in because the plot. Yeah. You, you'll get the plot. Yeah, I mean, I might, I might start it. I might start in. Yeah, I, I think, I think, just watch all like out. AEW Dynamite, their big Wednesday night show. Yeah, you could watch all out. You could watch the the pay per view. That that's that's a that's a bigger commitment. But you know, you could watch one, and and then if you're into it, you can always go back and watch some of the pay per views. Right. So that's what I did with NXT. I started watching NXT, and then I eventually watched every Takeover, uh, which are their pay per views. I just went and watched the entire catalog of them. Um, and uh, and it's you know, like kind of caught up on You're the like, oh, I want to see exactly. what this story was and go back and find yeah, it or right. whatever. Yeah. Jack, I will say this, though, is that you've been a really good movie watcher this year. I've been a bad movie watcher. I've been doing a lot of my movies. I've really been watching a lot of movies this year. And, uh, you know, that's a that's a, a an unsaid reason why I'm not sure about the wrestling is I'm like, well, well I simply have my movies and my Star Trek to watch. <laughs> right. Which to me is like, I don't know if you should. I don't know if you should take up any of that time. Well, I think but, that you know, it does feel like wrestling. You know, I, I really actually try to do very active watching when I watch like movies and stuff like that. And it does feel like wrestling maybe isn't necessarily wouldn't have to be so active, like not looking at my phone or anything yeah. else. You know no, what you I could. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you could you can be like you can split attention if you're if you're yeah. like through a lot, which of I guess I do with Star Trek, but I try not to do it with uh, with watching movies. I really try, I'm trying to be a dork about not uh, looking at my phone so much. I watched <laughs> I watched I watched Bowfinger the other night, and it yeah, and how it, was that? It, Bowfinger was so good, and it's so I funny. Think, it's I so think it good. Might honest, 
Yeah. It might be Eddie Murphy's best performance is how good it is. Wow. Yeah. So good. Wow. It's, wow. It's an amazing movie. It's my uh, partner's favorite movie. They introduced it to me and I was just blown away by how good that movie was. And I remember so very clearly seeing the trailer on TV and I'm like, man, that movie looks like garbage. It's going to suck. It's a fantastic movie. Hilarious. It's so good. Yeah, I've liked. I think I saw that in theaters, and I've always I, I I've saw always, it in theaters too. Yeah, I've always yeah, held a candle for Bowfinger. I like it a lot. Do, do you know who Murphy lost the? He he was nominated for an Oscar, right, Wags? Was he? Yeah, I think Bowfinger was nominated. Yeah. And then, and, I, and, I think wow. that was like a weird. I remember thinking that was weird even then. <laughs> and do you know who? Do you know who won? Uh, who? It was it. You know, it was the person who won deserved it. Uh, Kevin Spacey won, I believe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think it might have. I think it was maybe beautiful. I, I mean, uh, uh, American Beauty. I think that maybe is what it is. If my if my timeline is correct, I don't know if anyone's googling this to say that I'm wrong. I think that I mean, it that would have been maybe not here. nominated. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying yeah. to look it up, and I'm like, man, <laughs> maybe maybe you saying that like implanted a memory because I was like, yeah, I feel like I remember that, and I'm like, maybe it just is not true at all. <laughs> it, might, it might not even be close. It was like nominated for like a blockbuster award. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got IMDb Pro. I'm seeing Teen Choice. I'm seeing Satellite. I'm seeing Casting Society America USA. I don't know. What the, the black hell? real How awards? I, I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I feel like this is throwing me for a loop. Really? You said it, and I was like, "Yeah, I think that's true," and I think it's weird. Even then, whatever. <laughs> Truly strange. Are you maybe uh, thinking of Dream Girls, the film Dream Girls? I think he was nominated for Dream Girls. I know that much. He should have been nominated for. He should have been nominated for Bowfinger. He's great in Bowfinger. Uh, you know, and Dolomite to too. Dolomite my, is my yeah, name. He should have been Dolomite. nominated for that. He's great in that. But here's my thing with Dolomite. Do you think Dolomite was funny? Because I don't think Dolomite was a funny. Like I liked the movie and I thought Eddie Murphy was good, but I'm like Dolomite's not. He wasn't funny. Was yeah, he? it's heartwarming. It's all heartwarming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I went and saw uh, Roger Rabbit today. I went and saw the 35 wow. millimeter Roger Roger Rabbit at the uh, at the New Beverly. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that's a good fucking movie. Nothing wrong with Roger Rabbit, uh, beginning to end. I really love that movie. That is one of my earliest movie-going memories, is going to see Roger Rabbit, thinking it was a kid's movie, which (laughs) is not not quite the case. Like she, it, it's, it's like weird. super kind of sexy in it, right? Right. I I remember feeling kind of like not not knowing how to feel about Jessica Rabbit. It just made me feel weird as a kid. I remember I was very when it come out like eighty eight. So I was like six. And I saw yeah. it in the movie theaters. I'm like, I don't know what's going on with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was definitely. It I definitely feel like it imprinted on a lot of kids' sexuality and like yeah. it's it because I I had a similar sort of response to like oh Jessica she's very like thinking she was very beautiful. What an interesting and say, looking character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. She looks cool. Um, and uh, but but I, same sort of thing. Like because I actually when we went to see Roger Rabbit, it was me and a friend opening weekend, and it was sold out. So we saw Willow instead. And I loved Willow. Now, and then look, we later I was going to make an yeah. old joke about you, but you're kind of just 
you and your friend like going to the movies to see Roger Rabbit or Willow just makes you seem old. That's all. It makes you seem. <laughs> see, that's that nothing. Like, nothing beyond that that you're willing to say. Yeah. Just. <laughs> You're, you're like, I'm not going to make my... the joke. I'm just going to make the observation. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> we, went, we, were, we, were, we were with, uh, we were with parents. It was okay. like we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then, yeah, later seeing it, I was just like, oh, this is th- I liked seeing so the cro- the cartoon crossover. And I like seeing, you know, the dueling pianos. Um uh, with uh, with Daffy and Donald, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I, but just like all the the film noir shit completely flew over my yeah, head. Yeah. I didn't get any of it. Yeah, and there's a real um, like. I was even thinking <laughs> as I was watching it this time. It's almost like one of these first. It's like a nostalgia movie for adults. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's almost cut right. from the same cloth as like you know I, I don't even know like like the new. I I don't know actually like the new the new Star Wars sequels or something like it it is obviously like better than that but it is you know it's 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 not so much a uh, an animated movie for kids so much as it is like for for nostalgia for a, adults alive in 88 you know sure. remembering yeah. the cartoons like that they watched uh, when they were younger I like the idea of your friends parents taking you back to your parents and being like we brought Nick to Roger Rabbit, and he fucking nutted in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Clean him up. Yeah, great movie. And honestly, no one has done you know the animated and real life like ever as good ever again. No, uh, like no. it was only uh, no. that guy. His name is Richard Williams, I think. Uh, the animator. On that, who is, yeah. who is even second? Like, who? What? What is? What even comes in second place? Uh, cool is, world. I yeah, mean, honestly, it, yeah. Might might cool world. <laughs> it might be cool world. It might be cool world. Yeah, I really don't know. Um, it's not. It's. It's. It maybe the original. Um, uh, maybe the original Space Jam. <laughs> sadly, <Yeah. laughs> is the next one that that comes close. I mean, uh, honestly, Mitch and I what. Mitch and I rewatched Roger Rabbit for the Blank Check podcast mm. either yeah. earlier this year. No, I think it was last year, Mitch. Last and year, yeah. uh, and w- like 100% holds up. It's, it's it, so- who, who Framed Roger Rabbit is, is so good. And then also, but what you were talking about, the animation, is there's so many, they make it so hard on themselves oh, and yeah. they deliver it. Like the camera is in motion so much. There's so many sequences where, like, you know, the, the, we, we, you've got live action crossing planes with animated characters, and, mm-hmm. and there, there, there's so many variables. Well, there's a lot. To there's also they, they do a lot of work with um, put like mixing not only the the like things in real life moving in front of the characters, but the characters holding real life objects, right. like unnecessarily yes. even. Like when the weasels come to Eddie Valiant's apartment, they're all holding real life guns, and yeah, I'm like, you know, you awesome. really could have just had drawn guns, and no one yeah. would have even thought anything of it but it really does help to i don't know like you know it helps to to put them in that scene and make them like i I think in like the new you know like in space jam and space jam uh, a new legacy they just try to accomplish it all with just like lighting like digital lighting um and it helps place them so much better that like you know they spin a chair around or like you know are holding a gun push through a door you know stuff like that I was so happy that, like, people didn't have to, like, th- there was no pretending that the new Space Jam was good. There was none of that bullshit where no we one felt it was good. No one felt any need to do that for any reason, for whatever reason. 
Uh, Roger Roger Rabbit has an uh, Armin our uh, Armin our good friend Jack. Uh, yes. Armin Weitzman always points out. Oh, well, Nick is friends with Armin too, and you know. Yeah, they know each other. Armin. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I would text Armin. <laughs> Cordial. Uh, Armin Armin always points out the, and it is such a great point about this movie. But like when they bring up Goofy. Yes, I love like, it. Goofy is like, the, like he's like the king, like that. That is like he, he's yeah. like Goofy is such a genius. He's like, yeah. look, he's like, look at like like the suave. He's so debonair, like effort effortless. Like I yeah. love Goofy. There's also That's great so uh, at the end of the movie. Jessica Rabbit says to Roger, "She's like, he's like, did you like it?" And she's like, "Better than Goofy." That's, yeah, I that's like, such a you good. You know what? Give me more movies about Hollywood. Give me, I, I like Bowfinger is a Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I guess, I guess, I guess, like, uh, what the the City of Stars movie, where La La Land, is La like, La Land. Is, yeah, is, yeah. I is, think is the that issue is that there aren't enough of them. Mm-hmm. I think it's just that like a lot of them are like kind of suck. Yeah, yeah there's you know? a lot of them. There's some. There's bad. some really good ones. Yeah. yeah. But the good ones are some of the best. I mean, like Bowfinger and then and Roger. Re- I mean, there's and then there's I mean, Chinatown just being in Hollywood. There's so much yeah. good stuff with well, LA. Yeah, LA, like L.A. Confidential. Well, all, has, the, like, you all know, the L.A. noir movies, you know, your long, right. long goodbye. Like uh, that's that's all, you know, L.A.'s a great city for noir, folks. I mean, what, yeah. what more are you going to say? There's a reason why Blade Runner said here, too. You know what I caught the other day and immediately fell in love with that I didn't get the first time I saw it? Vertigo. What's that? Oh, Vertigo. the, the oh, Hitchcock Vertigo? Vertigo? Yeah, I the first time I watched it, you know, I thought it was okay. I like Hitch. I, I love Hitchcock, but I thought it was just a middling Hitchcock. But then like one minute Leslie, into I watching of, it again. I kind of agree with that. But one minute into watching it the second time, I was like, whoa, this is the greatest movie of all time. They were right. <laughs> He's not miscast. This is perfect casting. Everything, everything. This is a great movie. This is the greatest movie oh, of all man. time. As, this, as soon as I, I saw it a second time, I, I felt that. I feel like I want to watch really some. Awesome. I gotta watch some Hitchcock. You know, I want to go back and 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 watch some Hitchcock uh, stuff. I mean, I've seen a lot of them, but that'd be a good. That would be a, a good rewatch. Do you watch Rope, Jackie yeah. Boy? Have you seen all the big? Rope's ones? great. Rope is great. Rope, is great. Uh, Rope, you know, they he really does it all with one cut. Uh, if you yeah. if you just ignore that time, he passes behind a pole uh, there. <laughs> they do hide <laughs> hide one little cut in there, but it's clever. He's he's a clever guy. Don't you think it's yeah, strange no. that like we we know Hitchcock because we probably saw it on TV when we were kids, but like kids today just see like Marvel movies and stuff, and like Peppa Pig when they were kids. You know, I I feel like they're not and like stuff like um Tiny Toons would reference all these old Hollywood stuff right. and all this older you know adult culture. Like I wonder, like I don't yeah. think you really get that. Uh, like kids really get that in their media aimed at them now. I have no idea what the children are watching and you know <laughs> and whenever people are like you know the zoomers give me hope I I just cannot help but disagree I, yes. I truly think that they're such little weirdos <laughs> they seem they seem like aliens to me like these yeah. people that were raised on YouTube and fucking Roblox and Fortnite dances learning about Martin Luther King from Fortnite and shit like they yeah. are they're so strange to me and they they 
frankly are, are frightening to me and no, nothing nothing has made me realize that i truly am like approaching middle age as being like okay teenagers are now scary to me <laughs> they are they are weird and scary yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um my my entry point to the youth perspective is my nieces and nephews and you know i have one of that one of them watches the youtuber markiplier who's uh-huh. a big who's a big uh you know Gaming variety guy, streamer yeah. A uh, big gaming guy, and but he was like, and, and uh, you know, I just watch his stuff, and it's just like inscrutable to me. It's like I don't know what's going on, but I'm glad it's not like fascist, yeah. as far as I can tell, because yeah. um, that's all you can hope for. Is yes. like, yeah, okay, they're gonna be they're what they're watching is gonna be nonsense, but hopefully, it's not gonna turn them all right. Right, right. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, because it is basically just Nickelodeon, but you are like right. you're like you're worried if it's Nickelodeon with like Mein Kampf tossed in <laughs> as well. You know, it just. <laughs> <laughs> just alarming. Uh, we need good old fashioned Nickelodeon like we had in the '90s, where uh, it was just John Crick Falusi hiding uh, pedophile shit um, right. <laughs> on the air. <laughs> do any of you remember? You can't do that on television. Yes, oh, yeah. I yeah. had forgotten about this show until about maybe three months ago. I had forgotten it existed. Uh, Jack, have you heard of it before? I feel like I have heard of it, but I don't have a big, a uh, 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 great memory of it or anything. Jack, it was it's a, Canadian. It's a Canadian children's sketch comedy show, Jack. Oh God. Okay, I, sure. So and all that and all that of a uh, oh, of but yeah, but like precursor to all yeah. that, much weirder and stranger mm. than all that. Jack, you actually have to watch some of this stuff because oh. they also had like adult characters too that don't go yes. weird um and the sl- that's where the slime came from the nickelodeon famous yeah. oh, slime. The, the slime came from there okay well that's because, huge because if the kids said uh, the key word of the day they would actually just get for real slimed <laughs> while they were acting. here's Jeez. here's here's my here's here's my question is like like every every show that's existed, you should be able to access it. Why can't we watch? You can't do that on tel- like it like that should be accessible. There are some sense. things. There are some shows, and who knows if this is the case with this one. But like, I, there's a lot of seasons of Doctor Who that don't exist anymore because BBC just like didn't save the tapes. <laughs> they that's were like, insane. no one's gonna want to watch this shit ever again. And I could definitely see with a kids show them being like, no one's ever gonna watch this fucking shit ever again. It's <laughs> yeah. fucking. Crazy. Kids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. So, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the case of this show, but I do know that definitely Probably. BBC lost a lot of Doctor Who uh, just from like yeah. taping over it. <laughs> um, that happened a lot with like with like video game development in the eighties mm-hmm. and nineties of just like like the you know the games the executables exist. But the source code, they're just like, well, we, well, this game shipped, and we need the hard drive space, so we could just delete all this now. They deleted all the assets in the so source crazy. code, and so yeah. it, that, that's why some of these games have never been remastered because it's just like, oh yeah, well, we'd have to just rebuild it from scratch. Like, we don't have any the original assets. Thing. Or code. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On the other hand, when I worked at The Simpsons, they have an entire like tape library for, with Tacey, like Tracy Ullman shorts and everything. Wow, they, they have, right. They have all of them on on tape still, and like all the Homer auditions. Yeah, though. Yeah, every Homer audition. They do still write the script on Word on Microsoft Word, though, right? Don't they that use is... like they use like a template in Microsoft Word or something like that? I won't say like specific names, but well, I'm the... not. Yeah. Oh, but no. I mean, I'm saying I, I, I. The story is is that the writer's assistant for The Simpsons, who was like 
the writer's assistant from like season like two or three until basically I think a couple of years ago just had a, a a word document that she had placed the tabs in <laughs> so like good yeah all the in, all the in, all the indentations and stuff she just knew what they were and then this is the same person I go to her and I'd be like can I get like ep- like season five episode two they need it for like research and it was just all on floppy dicks like, oh like, wow. wow the like you the know, history of this show was all on floppy disks in so I, her I, office. I don't, I don't, That's I don't want to blow you up like this, Mitch. But you did call Nick on saying Adam Sesser or Evan Sesser at the start of the show. Uh, yeah. So you did say floppy dicks the first time. You said they're <laughs> yeah, on floppy dicks, worse. which is Jack, which is not that good. Here's the crazy thing: is that I wasn't misspeaking. It, they are they're <laughs> held on floppy dicks. Started on floppy oh dicks. Wow, <laughs> that's a weird system. That's a weird system, man. She so they they were all on, they were on floppy disks. You got me. They were on floppy disks, and and she she just was in charge of all of them. And then another time, I remember I was downstairs, and Matt Groening's office just threw out like all these scripts, and I was like, these look like old scripts. And I was looking through them, and they were like table read scripts of like old Simpsons episodes that da- wow. that were da- they were Dan Castellaneta scripts. His lines were highlighted, and it was like the table. It was like a table read for like. Who shot Mr. Burns part one Jeez. and like the jokes were different. They were like table read jokes and I and I took them all. I took them wow. all. I, wow. I, come on. Sell those someday, you know? I could I should yeah. sell them. Should sell them. <clears throat> I gave I gave one to the director of the birthday boys and I regret it. <laughs> Jefferson Dutton? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I guess the DP of the birthday boys. <laughs> yeah. Mitch, I got all some right. great uh, news for you. You can't yeah. do that on television. Some of it is on Paramount Plus right now. Really? Wow. This is what these streaming services should do. If you're going to exist, put all your weird shit you have <laughs> yeah, on there. It's true, actually. Right. Give us everything. You do want every weird part of the library. Where is Song of the South? You know, when <laughs> are they? When, where, where is Song of the South? So Disney's um, just going to pretend Song of the South doesn't exist. Isn't not a, that worse? Not, not at the theme park. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's gonna that will be gone at some point. It isn't, will be. It is, will be. Isn't 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 there a like whatever? I I understand getting rid of these things, but like to me, it's almost like you're like these places are just washing clean. Like. It's like, no, you were fucked up. Don't you have to like kind of yeah, know I, that you were kind of fucked up? I do think it's sure. weird to let these companies curate their own library and be yes. like and try to like say which things are part of their history and which aren't part of their history. I think every Disney Plus subscriber should be required and forced to watch Song of the South just to know what <laughs> Disney's capable of yeah, before watching unlock, any of the rest of them. Yeah, in order to unlock unlock Scarlet Witch season two, you have to watch Song of the South. <laughs> <laughs> that's so all right good. i mean anyways i gotta i'm gonna I, speaking of which i'm gonna go watch song of the south right now when you're when you're asking about we we're talking about you know live action with animated we left song of the south completely out of the conversation wow. you know that uh, that's another contender for one of the best uh animated with real people not the one i would choose but some more fucked up person <laughs> might choose it <laughs> 
Um, well, Song of the South is fucked up, and then it's going to be... Are they changing it to uh, the... The Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog, right? Yeah. Has that happened yet? Is that in the world? No, it hasn't. It hasn't happened yet. I went to Disneyland not too long ago, and I was on the log on um, Splash Mountain with a lot of heavy folks, and we a lot of us were in the front of it, and I swear, like, I was completely submerged at the front of the wow. log. My <laughs> mouth was full of Song of the South water, with, oh, uh, no. Splash Mountain water, and I felt for a moment, I'm like, am I gonna, like, drown on the still Song of the South? <laughs> South version <laughs> of, of Splash Mountain, the like just pre uh, Princess and the Frog Splash Mountain podcaster <laughs> but Jack but Allison. <laughs> it really was wild. I had to buy all new clothes. I was wearing like a denim jacket and jeans, and I like just was completely soaked. It was really too bad. I've been there at a theme park. That sucks so bad to have to get new clothes. Even just having to buy a towel sucks so bad. I had to buy. I I fucking hate this. I just spent like seventy dollars, and I just got like a t-shirt and pajama pants (laughs) and like slides. (laughs) Jack Jack was with me for my most embarrassing theme park moment, and actually, a lot of people have had it. It's it's now it's it. The ride is at fault here. The ride is at fault fault here. But I I, we got we try to get on the Harry Potter ride, and. Well, there was it was two funny things because we sat in like the test seats outside, and then I sat down, and then Jack like came over to the seats and like pushed it so hard, like he like pushed up against it till it got to green, like it got to like the green, like to one green. I think you needed two. Greens. Yeah, you need yeah a couple of greens there. You, you needed two greens. I only got one green, and then we went in. And I got the boot. I couldn't fit on they the were like, no. ride. They were like, no. They sent yeah. him out. They sent him out. Was... That ride is is a disaster, though. I really think that they've had to subsequently remove the 3D from that ride. Like, I think they actually built that ride wrong. You know, there shouldn't be yeah. a, a ride for as a franchise as popular as Harry Potter that someone with your body type can't get on. That is, like, just actually kind of ridiculous. Well, right. it was funny because I felt really bad and I was walking out with like seven other guys. Like it was oh like my there, God. there were there were like five or six other people truly you with should have me been like, walking out. Would you guys like yeah. to start a football team? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of before we get off, Mitch, I, I since I have I have you here, I haven't had a chance to talk with anyone from Boston about Mr. Yeah. Tommy Dazzle, Tom Brady. How did it feel mm. to see him, you know, leave, be be driven from your town, go to fucking Florida, Florida, yeah. and deliver a Super Bowl to them at I'm, 57 years old? <laughs> I'm going to say this. It doesn't feel great. Uh, like, I'm not happy about it. And it, But it is also funny to me that, like, so much of Tom Brady's, like, the problematic side of Tom Brady was also that he was like on a team that had been winning for some, like I think that was tied because now people don't seem to care that much about Brady anymore. Right. Like people don't really care. They were like at, at the height when he was like just about to leave people were like, Oh, he's a bad guy. And I hate this guy. And there was Trump stuff of course yeah. too, but now no one really cares anymore. It's gone. No, one, like it's just, no one cares anymore. Once that, once he's, once he's gone over to Tampa Bay, maybe Trump being out of office too is like a part of that. But I was sad. I drove today in Quincy. I drove by. There was a house uh, with the, it's Porch Fest in Quincy today where people like bands play bands. That's why I had 11 drinks before I came on. But the bands play like like songs on porches all through Quincy. 
And uh, and I was driving through Quincy, and there was a Tampa Bay Bucks flag, and I was like, well, like, <laughs> I guess that's just like that's what you gotta. That's what like that's what I guess it makes sense to be a Bucks fan now, but I it bums me out because I think he's gonna play for till he is fifty. I think he's gonna play forever. It's like <laughs> why? Because it's like if Kobe Bryant had like left the Lakers, like you know, like like in his like last seven years or something. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, well, and, and but also found. Else. Yeah, but found success. It's it's yeah. like that's the thing where, you know, because we've seen that pattern happen before, but I, I always think back to like, you know, J- uh, 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 Joe Montana on the, the Chiefs where it mm. was just sort of like, well, this is, yeah. they, it wasn't really the same. It wasn't the same he guy. Got close, got very him, close a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But just to see him actually like win it is just like, that's a, that's amazing. It's astonishing. It's another they level. They might do it again this year. I mean, it's it's yeah. very possible they do they win again this year. And then it does make you question like whether Belichick is that good. I'm going to the Patriots game tomorrow, so, um, you know, it's gonna be we're gonna be bad for a while. And I think Boston people are like think that like their quarterback is gonna be good, and they were like a little too quick to dismiss Cam Newton and jump on Mac Jones. So that was, you know, I didn't I didn't love that either. But you know, whatever. I, I just want all I want is just things to distract me until i'm dead that's all, and that and and football was like such yeah. a good distraction for so long and and now like to have a team that's that good for so long was it was great now it's just we're gonna be bad again and it sucks I, just just real quick i think the the like in terms of why people are on board with brady and why brady is maybe less of a villain now i think a big part of it is the divorce from belichick and Kraft. I think that he went mm. out on his own and he still got it done. I think people are just sort of like, oh, wow. Like, it was it was Tom all along. That's you know? such fucking, they're so stupid. I mean, it was, I mean, it's all stupid anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they're in fuck- terms of fan perception. I'm not, I don't even follow the NFL. I'm just saying from a ca- I mean, why a casual fan But also, fan isn't might- it just annoy, annoying people on Twitter who are like, Tom Brady, what, like, whatever. Like, like, that's all it, who it is. It's yeah, the people who the say, world. like, the, it's the people who are like, the Irishman is a bad movie because it's racist Boston people. It's like a similar, I feel like it's a similar demographic mm. that says like a sim, <laughs> like a Jack knows what I'm talking about, but it's a similar thing of that, of like annoying Twitter people. Like you're not going to like a lot of athletes, no matter what they're like mean. I, I, yeah. They're like bullies that are, that have, yeah, they're right. like, they're, they right. get hit by cars like all day pretty yes. much for their, for a living. And Tom, Tom Brady personally bullied you, Mitch, from what I understand a little bit. The, if there was like it was very funny that I we did the funnier die shoot and he was and he like wasn't really liking me at first and Dave Ferguson introduced me to him in character which I was like mad at at the time <laughs> because I I told him I was like my friend left underwear on your front porch which was true my friend Kelly Rose put underwear on his front porch and he was like ugh he like, didn't <laughs> like it at all and then and then uh once I he threw me a pass and I caught it and then I pretended to hump the ground and then once I did that, he like thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, that's all it took was him to see like because he's like a he's like a dumb jock man, and he saw me right. like he saw me pretend to fuck something, and he thought it was like the. And then after that, he was like Mitch. Like the rest of the day, he, lo- he like loved me because <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> well, Mitch, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Tell yeah, us, thank you so before, much. Before we get off, tell us about that Doughboys tour and. You, just you know, wow. just in case you actually do it this time, and we don't have to go in and sub for you again. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> another the you know, it's not another bug tour to back. Debacle. Tell us where we're going, uh, next early next year. 
Uh, we, so the, the as of now, we are going to be in uh, New York City in on October twenty third. Um, that show is is sold out, but we'll uh, we'll be back in New York real soon. And then in the new year, we're going to be hitting up the Pacific Northwest. We're going to be hitting up Chicago and Milwaukee. Uh, we're going to be hitting up uh, 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 Boston and Connecticut and uh and and more places so you can find all that uh at headgum.com slash live and also just if you're not listening to the podcast check out the podcast doughboys wherever your rss feed uh populates and how did this get played the video game oh podcast that's right that how did this get played as well. video game podcast with, <laughs> with heather ann campbell and matt apodaca uh, jack has guested on it mitch has guested on it uh, a lot of fun check that out Jack, I actually, I, I don't know. Uh, and, Le- and Leslie no, will be I, guesting I, on yes, it. Yes, I would love to guest on it. <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> you fucked up, Wags. <laughs> All right, well, good times. <laughs> yeah, well, folks, that was Struggle Session. Thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Have a good one. Like what you hear, want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.